Hi everyone, my name is Rob Maiolo and welcome to episode 3 of Hi Hakiki, a podcast about industry, entrepreneurship, and life from a person that sucks at all three. I am in a fantastic mood today. Why do you ask or didn't ask? Uh, because I'm actually doing this episode during the day on a Sunday instead of at night when I'm bittered and dreading going to work the next day and not wanting to stop the podcast because that means I have to go to bed and go to work. So it's uh, noon here on the uh, East Coast, and I'm very happy to be bringing episode three. I didn't think I'd make it this far, so <laughs> so it's good it's good to make it this far. A um, couple things I want to talk about before we get into it. Number one, I just recently listened to the most recent podcast, and I said the word like about a billion times, and I apologize to everyone. You probably didn't even notice because you're not a psycho like me and didn't listen to it 400 times while you're sleeping. Um, so I'm going to stop talking like a valley girl. And if I say like, I give you the permission to send uh, old milk to my house. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Number two, uh, I want to thank my mom. This is going to sound so fucking... I want to thank my mom. Today's Mother's Day. Uh, I would not have any of the things that I have, and I am not going to have any of the things that I'm going to have uh, without my mom. Uh, she is uh, what I like to call a surfboard on a rainbow. Uh, she has taught me every good thing I had uh, or I have, um, any trait, anyone who knows me who thinks, you know, Rob's a good whatever, that's because of my mom. Uh, so thanks to her for everything uh, Hakiki wouldn't happen without her. She's the number one supporter. She asks how business is going more than anyone else that I know. So thanks so much to my mom for being a great mom because I know a lot of people who don't have great moms. <laughs> so so thanks for to her. Um, and that's pretty much all I have to do in the beginning. That's all I have to talk about. So why don't we get in to where I left off last episode. Um Last episode, I talked about Movember and all the great things that we're doing that I was able to do with them. Uh, so why don't we get into where I left off, which is a little email. I just realized I've been touching the mic a lot and I'm going to stop doing that. I'm sorry. Uh, an email that I got uh, from a company called Event Network. What Event Network does is they run the gift shops for several museums across North America uh, most notably for me anyways, the Royal Ontario Museum uh, in kind of midtown Toronto. So I saw that they had an exhibit going on for Vikings. Uh, just to kind of catch up from last episode. I saw the exhibit. I said, oh, wouldn't it be cool if my Viking beard oil was in their Viking exhibit gift shop? Uh, sent an email. They gave me a phone number. Uh, I didn't want to call the phone number, so I got my buddy Rohit to call. He called got me an email to the actual person that makes the buying decisions. I sent her an email and they said, oh, we'll, we'll let you know two weeks from now. Uh, I was very uh, non-optimistic and didn't think they'd get back to me. About three weeks after that, they sent me an email because where they had left it off is, let me run it over with our director. Let's see what they say. She, To be fair to her, she said, well, this actually seems pretty cool. We trying to support local artists. Let me talk to my director, see what he says. So I, I was being a, a pessimistic individual. So she did give me a glimmer of hope there. So three weeks later, she sends me an email back 
with a purchase order of 30 bottles. And at this point in the business, I had not even sold 30 bottles cumulatively over four months, let's say. So I was like excited because I'm like, okay, we get a. I just said like, I'm sorry. I was excited because it <laughs> because it it seemed like I had a purchase order, but she never said, oh, well, we'd love to have you on board. Uh, we love your products. We'll, we'll see you, you know, in our store soon. It was just, here's a purchase order. So now I'm like, do I just, oh, I just said like again. So now I go, do I fill the purchase order and just show up and say, here's your bottles? Or do I respond and say, hey, we kind of, you kind of left it in limbo. Does this mean we're on? So uh, maybe it's because of my Italian background. I like to make sure that all my eggs are in the basket before they hatch and become roosters or whatever the saying is. So I, so I emailed them back and I said, hey, I appreciate this purchase order. Last we spoke, it was kind of in limbo. Does, does this mean you guys are on board? And they responded like, yeah, we, we love it. Uh, director's on board. Uh, we, we'd love to start with 30 bottles and let's see how it goes. So I'm like, okay. And that goes into something I learned very quickly, uh, being an entrepreneur. And this was kind of what really cemented it for me. I didn't realize how accessible the gatekeepers are to what you want to do. So in my head, before I got into the Royal Ontario Museum, what I thought was, well, you have to know, like, some dude who, like, founded a dinosaur, and he's got to bring you to some state dinner, and you got to shake hands with Mr. Rom, and then play croquet, and, you know, I thought it was this massive kind of, you know, insider's club. But then I realized all I did was just send an email and then make a couple phone calls and bam, I'm in. And that was probably the most encouraging thing that had happened up to the point where I realized this is hard, but very doable. So right now this podcast is on iTunes and my buddy has a mixtape that he has on iTunes as well. Shout out M-Dimes. He has an album on iTunes and Spotify. And it was like tough, obviously, making a mixtape, doing all the lo- writing music, finding beats, doing all the legwork in the background. But it wasn't incredibly difficult to get onto iTunes and Spotify. That's when I realized how accessible the gatekeepers are to all those things that you think are difficult. And that's when I realized the easiest way to go get onto iTunes, Spotify, into the store you want to be in, uh, partnering with this person, partnering with that person. You just kind of have to go out and, and try. And you, that's when you realize, wow, what was I so scared of? What was the, what was the barriers? There, all the barriers were in my head. That's all it was. So they, the, I got into the exhibit, let's say, end of January. It was ending... I want to say end of April, could have even end of March, so I really only had like two months, so they're saying, 
we want to order, but like we want it within less than a week. And my manufacturing process is kind of like the Flintstones. It's very not efficient. It's just me with like oils mixing and like shaking. Like I, I, I don't have, it's not the Ford assembly line by any stretch of the imagination. So it takes me a long time to make these bottles. So after I, after I got the order, I rushed home from work on the way home. Called my mom, shout out to my mom again, told her the good news, she was happy. Uh, called my buddy, Ro, that made the phone call, he was half drunk and didn't understand. Uh, <laughs> um, the only reason I say this is because I know they listen to the podcast, so it's hilarious for them to be listening to this right now. Um, also, shout out to, to uh, Sundance, happy birthday. So, I called them, rushed home, was up till 2-ish in the morning making beard oil, realized that I didn't have all the ingredients I needed, including labels, which I hired a dude in uh, North Carolina to make, paid him like $60 for shipping alone because I needed labels within the next two days. Um, so obviously, I, don't, I probably lost money on the transaction, but whatever. Did a ton of legwork, read through their 15-page script of what I need to agree to and what needs to be done and what the boxes need to look like and the shipping labels need to look like. So I finally got all that done. It took about three days and I get the box ready. I'm thankful that my day job is in a near vicinity to the Royal Ontario Museum. So uh, on my, I brought, I went to work early, uh, brought the box in a, a gym bag. So it looked like I was going to the gym. And of course, like I said before, or a million times, it's just me here at Kiki, so I don't have a delivery man to be like, go deliver. So I loaded up and went up there myself, walked into the receiving dock, um, tried to find someone to deliver it to, talk talk to some guy in shipping and receiving. Those guys are technical, they're generally not that friendly, and these guys were no exception, so they're like, what do you want? Anyway, finally find the person, drop off the bottles and she's like do you want me to sign anything and I go no it's okay she goes are you sure you don't want me to sign anything (laughs) which (laughs) the best part about running your own shop and doing things for the first time and having no clue what you're doing is that the way you learn things is other people teach you through saying things like are you sure you don't want me to sign that or are you sure this should be that cheap? Or are you sure that you should be spray painting bottles? Or are you sure, like, people question you, and that's how you that's how you learn things. You always kind of learn after the fact. So anyway, I didn't get her to sign anything. She could have dropped those bottles on the floor two minutes later, or thrown them in the garbage, and could have been like, what are you talking about? You didn't deliver anything. So for those of you who are entrepreneurs slash delivery men, um be sure to have a shipping label that you can get signed. That way you know that they delivered it. It's my little timbit from, little tip on a Tuesday, even though it's Sunday and you'll hear this on a Monday um, for you. So a couple days go by and I'm just anxiously awaiting for this to be on the shelves. And I email them. I say, hey, when do you think it'll be on the shelves? And they're like, uh, it's on the shelf right now. Why don't you come by? 
So I tremble over to the ROM, and their gift shop is behind the pay gate, so you have to pay to get in. It's the, one of the biggest museums in the country, so it's not cheap to get in. So I, I'm not, I'm not a negotiator. I am not a slick kind of salesman at all. I'm incredibly introverted and awkward, even though, as if you can't tell the way I talk on this fucking podcast. So I awkwardly and anxiously go up to the lady at the gate and say, hey, I recently had a product that's being sold in the gift shop downstairs. I just want to go check it out. Um, do you mind if I kind of just walk in? I'll be out in 10 minutes. And she goes, oh, so you're a vendor. Sure, absolutely. Let's go this way. And I'm like, oh, damn, this is sick. So she's walking me down to the gift shop, opening all these like gates and tapping all these things. And it's almost like I'm the president being escorted through the White House. And she goes, the, the gift shop's right down there. Why don't you walk right ahead, take all the time you need, um, and let me know if you need any help. And I go, why, thank you. So I'm walking down this hallway, and I'm trembling in my own shoes because I know that there's no going back from here. What I mean is up until now Hakiki and Viking Beard Oil was just some bullshit that I had on an Etsy page and told a couple of my friends and made some BS Instagram pokes, and it was never anything intense. Now I'm on the shelves of one of the biggest uh, museums in the country, in one of the biggest cities in the country, with insane amounts of tourism. So thousands of people are going to be seeing my products, and tourists from Germany, Japan, Australia, Uganda, Russia... Vietnam are going to be walking through the museum, going to the gift shop, and seeing fucking Hakiki beard oil. And as I'm walking down the hallway, all of these thoughts are rushing through my head. Like, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. So I walk into the gift shop, and it's right there on the shelf. You can't miss it. And I just stood in front of it. Probably to my own detriment because other people weren't looking at it because I was like <laughs> blocking it like Brian Urlacher. So I was just looking at it and it was a really almost out-of-body experience where I felt like I was watching myself looking at my own products. And it, it was yet another unreal feeling that, wow, this journey is 100% worth it. That I wish I started this when I was 18. And I'm just really glad I started it at 27. And that every... Bad, good, weird, medium, whatever thing that happened to me... That has led up to this moment... Was 100% all worth it. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. So then I finally clicked out... And kind of got aware of where I was. And stepped aside and started looking at some of the other Viking paraphernalia. And then I saw a guy kind of like in his late 20s with a beard. And two older women, maybe his mom and his aunt. 
uh, with him, and they're looking at the Viking beard oil. And he's picking it up, and he's opening the bottle, and he's smelling it, and his mom, I mean, I guess, I'm assuming this is his mom and his aunt, are like, oh, whatever his name is, you know, you have a beer, you should you should buy this, wouldn't, wouldn't that be cool? And he's, like, giggling, and they're, they're having a great time, and I'm very creepily watching this happen from not so afar. <laughs> and and I, it was, I don't know, like, I feel like I'm I'm shooting a dead horse that's dead, but... I, I I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that I created that. That that experience that they're having was because of me. It was just really it was really weird. Like so I remember watching a Steve Jobs interview and he talks about that everyone comes to a point in their life where they realize you can mold and change the environment around you. And some people do it in a massive way, like Steve Jobs, and some people do it in just a very minor way. But regardless, you're impacting the environment around you. And it's weird to me that that conversation that those three people were having and the space on the shelf and the environment in the gift shop, all of that was very minorly changed because of something I created. And it was also weird to sit there and just kind of watch it happen. It was almost like being in an aquarium and watching the fish swim around. So finally, after well staying past my invite from that lady at the the pay gate, I I, I left, and then kind of you know put some posts on Instagram and said, "Hey guys, I'm in the Royal Ontario Museum," and got a lot of really positive feedback, mostly from friends and family, just saying, "Wow, Rob, you're doing it. This is awesome," and got a lot of really cool texts and and Instagram messages that I've screenshotted and look at very often to kind of keep motivating myself to moving forward. And then it dumped dwindled down I decided to stop like pestering over the gift shop I said they know what they're doing let them let them run it and I would say two and a half weeks later so this would probably be mm, like the first week of April which is about three weeks away from when the exhibit was closing I get a second email with yet again just a, a purchase order just a, an email saying, hey, Robert, here's your purchase order for Viking Beard Oil. Uh, please have it filled by this date. We need this many, uh, these quantities, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, wait a second. What happened to the ones that I gave them? And it took a while for me to click like, oh, shit, they sold out. Oh, damn, it's not just me and my three buddies that like this. Oh damn! I gotta stay up till four in the morning again for a couple nights to fucking <laughs> to fill this order. Like all of these things are clicking one after the other, and I remember someone telling me that when you're when you run your own shop, you have a lot of oh shit moments. Like oh shit, this is happening. Oh shit, I gotta do this. Oh shit, I forgot that. Oh shit, um, I gotta go buy that. And. I had about a hundred oh shit moments within a three minute span of getting a second purchase order where I realized this, I think the products are, might be real deal. And the reason I felt like that was so important was during the not so glamorous times of being an entrepreneur, when I'm sitting in my condo. And nobody's looking at my Etsy site. No one's asking how the business is going. And nobody gives a fuck what you're doing. 
I sit around and I wonder, is this all worth it? Is this ever going to go anywhere? Why am I bothering? Are the products good enough? Are people going to like it? Are people going to buy it? And after they had sold out of the first 30, the first purchase order, I realized people do like the products. They do like the packaging. They do like the story. They do like the Viking logo. They will buy it. The rest is on me. The products are great. Whether or not this is going to be successful, it's on me. It's on myself. And that was the biggest oh shit moment. Where, yeah, the market decides who wins and who loses. But in my little beta sample, at least for the 30 people that bought that bottle, they said, you know what, we like this guy. And the second purchase order was for another 30, I want to say 36 or 38 bottles. And I filled it within a few days, delivered it myself. Again, forgot a packaging slip. So the lady goes, do you want me to sign anything? And I'm like, ah, fuck. No, it's okay. So again, making the same mistake twice, which is, you know, just a great, great philosophy to have in life. Um, And I filled it and I stocked the shelves and... I think the exhibit ended three weeks later and I visited with my sister, my nephew and my brother-in-law a few days, I think the week before they were closing. And I asked just inconspicuously, uh, we went to the ROM, saw the dinosaurs. The Royal Ontario Museum is a fantastic place if anyone's ever in Toronto. Went down to the Viking exhibit, went down to the gift shop, asked the guy who works there, hey, do you have any more of these bottles? And he goes, no, we just have the three that are on the shelf. And while I was there, saw another dude buying a bottle, which was another out-of-body experience. And again, I was kind of creeping behind the the uh, the shelves to, to not check them out, but just <laughs> just to watch the purchase happen. My sister bought a bottle as well because she's the, the coolest girl on the face of the planet. And it was all just very surreal, all very surreal. And I remember at one point, because I was with my nephew, I had him holding him up and pointing at the beard oil. I'm like, look, uh, your Geo Robert made this. Like, I made these bottles and now this store is selling it. Um, and I knew he was two, he's two and a half, too young to, to grasp anything that was really going on. He just wanted to look at dinosaurs and get a toy. But it was just so cool to just, I don't know. As you can tell, it's really hard to put in words. And it, in reality, is a minor victory. Incredibly minor. But when you have no victories, (laughs) which is always the case in early entrepreneurship, that minor victory from the outside looking in, I, I felt like I won the Super Bowl. When I was holding my nephew and showing him a bottle of beard oil that I made that was on a shelf, I felt like I was Tom Brady and Terry Bradshaw was asking how I did it. That's what it felt like. So I, every, I guess everything's perspective, isn't it? Um, so why don't we leave the podcast there? I always try and say I'm going to go 25 minutes. I'm going to try for like 20 minutes because I feel like 25 is too long. 
then I just fucking ramble forever and I don't stop. Um, so thanks so much for listening. The Again, in the description of this podcast, I have uh, the website, uh, the Etsy website to the Hakiki uh, fucking shop. My Instagram's on there. My Twitter's on there. Give me a shout. Reach out. I do want us to uh, read out some questions that any of you guys might have. So please read me, uh, send me a question, and I'll, I'll read it on the podcast. Do my best to answer. Uh, I have nothing to say, so I don't know why I'm just not ending it. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys have a, by the time you listen to this, have a great Monday. We'll talk to you next week. Next week's going to be the last week. I'm in Toronto that I'm on vacation for four weeks. I promise I'm going to try my darndest to do a podcast while I'm on vacation. No promises. Uh, but regardless, I'll talk to you guys next week and uh, have a good one. Thanks for listening. Take care. We'll talk soon. Bye. Hey, shit. Sorry, guys. I forgot about the plug of the week again. I'm very quickly turning into the plug of the week. <laughs> um, so for those of you who don't know, I'm trying to plug something every week that I'm into or that I like or that I go to or whatever. Uh, last week, I plugged Anchor, uh, which was fitting because this is how I do the podcast. So this is kind of the first real plug of the week. And of course, it's going to be uh, my boy's mixtape, M Dimes. Uh, album's called Smoke and Mirrors. It's been out for a while. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. I've known Mike for, oh, we're getting close to five, uh, four or five years now. Uh, hard worker, greatest guy you'll ever meet. Uh, his album, Smoke and Mirrors, takes you through the journey of, you know, getting into the arts when you're younger and then kind of having that ripped away from you when you get into the university and corporate life, which is unfortunately the norm for most people in the arts. Uh, so this album kind of takes you through the journey of picking up that pen and uh, going for the dream that you kind of kind of pushed aside so you can, you know, get a degree in a house and shit like that. Uh, great talent. I saw a lot of the work happen. I was in the studio for a lot, for a decent amount of it. Uh, Mike's a great guy, hard worker, so please check it out. Uh, his name is M Dimes, M-D-Y-M-E-Z. The album's called Smoke and Mirrors. That's Smoke and Mirrors. Um, out on iTunes, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. He's got new, sh- new shit coming out. I'll make sure I let you guys know when that comes out. It should be soon. And uh, yeah, that's it. So another podcast is actually done. Enjoy your Monday. Thank you. <laughs>